This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. The Purple Mafia with your host... Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, December the 12th, 2012. This is episode number 131 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening. It's always a great pleasure to have you on board with me once again. It has been a up, up and down season in so many ways, an up and down season of the play of the team, up and down season with the numbers for the show, it's just one of those things, and it's out of control, nothing I can do about it, oh, it's been an up and down season emotionally with a certain couple of listeners too, it's been interesting, no I'm just kidding, it's been up and down, I mean a lot of people, a lot of comments on the Facebook page this week, so many it's unbelievable, uh, I pretty much didn't touch Twitter yesterday, I because I was so busy on the Facebook page, um, and I got no tweets yesterday. Uh, actually, Sebastian Balls, I'll just read it right now. What a joke. There, that was just... <laughs> I'll just read it right now. There's one other tweet from... Uh, actually, maybe I might as well get to that before I even get to the calls, just to get it done. Well, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'll do the calls first. I'm just teasing. It's like almost might as well, but no. got to do it the traditional way. Um going to probably add a few bits here and there, too, with this show, like I did it with Timberwolves Explosion last week. Figure you got to add some weekly bits to the show. It's just, even though it's been so dang busy on the Facebook page and or Twitter accounts, that uh, things have been, yeah, a bit hectic for me to even add new little bits because of that. Otherwise, the show would be two hours long, and I'm not quite sure the listeners would want that every week. And, yeah, it's tiring to do a two-hour show by yourself. It is. Um... By, all by yourself, ladies and gentlemen. There's nobody to feed off of. I mean, even the solo people out there that do live radio, 
they have producers there all the time they could just kind of chit-chat with here and there. I'm chit-chatting to a monitor and a microphone. Yeah. I mean, I know you're listening right now, but... <laughs> but you're, yeah. You're listening right now and everything, but I can't see you and you're not here at this millisecond. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Anyhow, enough of that. Uh, yeah, the Vikings won the game. Yeah, they won in impressive fashion. 36-22. Um... Two very uh, differing phone calls coming in. Uh, very differing, yeah. From Brent Jacobson and Sebastian Balls. We're talking, it's about as polarized as the United States of America right now. It's very north-south. Uh, it's like, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's a tornado, folks. It's a tornado. Good thing you guys, good thing, no, good thing guys are seemingly getting along on the pages, though. Just saying, the opinions are like a mile apart right now with everybody. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know who's mad at me, who likes me, who doesn't right now. Who likes the show and who doesn't? Um, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Maybe you guys do still like me, huh? Maybe you do. I hope so. And no, nobody's being hard on me. I'm just saying, woof, the difference of opinion right now. It's like a tornado. I mean, you got winds blowing from the south at, at 100 miles an hour, and you got winds blowing from the north at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's a tornado. I almost thought I'd call the show The Tornado. Hey, that's about what I might be leaning towards for the title of the show, since I'm such a go-with-the-flow guy with Purple Mafia and Timberwolves Explosion when it comes to naming the show. It's like, hey, because some stuff just kind of pops in your head as you go. The Twister, yes. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, yeah, the Vikings won 36-22 over the St. Louis Rams. Uh, to me, completely unexpected. I thought the season was as good as done. You know, yay, we beat the Bears. Woohoo! Nice little tease, fun little game. And then we kicked the newer, uh, excuse me, we kind of kicked the St. Louis Rams butt, kind of, until their little surge later on in the second half there by the goofy-looking, uh, below-average, I think, Sam Bradford. Uh, nobody's singing Sam Bradford's praises. Uh, he, he's made, he made some nice passes, but he's really not that good. Horrible pick six on, uh, later in the game, but also a nice play as well by Everson Griffin. Yeah. Um... Yeah, let's just get to the calls. <laughs> Brent Jacobson, we'll do that one first. He actually made the call last week, week, and it just barely didn't get in, so we apologize to that. Sometimes Dylan can get me the calls, uh, say if you call, we're to call semi-late on Monday, and sometimes he can't. Just His schedule is sporadic, and it's long. Yeah, his days are long, you know, so he has long shifts, and he works the graveyard shift, so it's just one of those things. Yeah, so... Brent Jacobson, and then kind of like two calls from Sebastian merged into one. I mean, it's it's one call, but it it broke up into two, I guess, because there's some type of limit for the voicemail. Just like any voicemail to any phone, you know, it's not me regulating anybody. Hell, hell no, I didn't edit these calls an ounce. So any conspiracy theorists out there can, yeah, <laughs> can, uh, well, know what to do with themselves, I guess. So hello, Brent Jacobson, and welcome to the show. The floor is yours. For now. Yes, this calls for Joey Awajin in the Purple Mafia show. Alright, eight. I know this take may be unpopular with some Viking fans, but I think we, as Viking fans, were spoiled by our fast 4-1 start. Christian Ponder's unrealistic start to the season, and by Percy Harvin being out of this world. Now that Percy is injured... Ponder's left with Michael, Sullivan, Molasses in January, Jenkins, Devin, Aroma, Shadu, a very raw rookie in Jarius Wright, 
excuse me, a Who and Stephen Burton and uh, very little else other than Kyle Rudolph. Oh, and of course, there's the Missing in Action. Look for him soon on Milk Jugs. Look soon for his picture on Milk Jugs, John Carlson, who, leaving us with Kyle Rudolph, who is the best weapon on this team, <clears throat> with Harvin out and excluding Peterson. Look at most of the other successful quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. RG3 has train wrecks, Grossman. Colin Kaepernick has Alex Smith. Ryan Tannehill has Matt Moore. Andy Dalton has Bruce Gradkowski. Cam Newton has, okay, this one's a little bit of an exception, but Jimmy Clausen. Derek Anderson did lead the Browns to the playoffs one year. Andrew Luck has Drew Stanton, who actually I don't believe he's taken major amount of snaps in the league. But like I was saying, with the, poss- with the exceptions of Jimmy Clausen and maybe Drew Stanton, most of these young quarterbacks have backups who have taken significant snaps in the NFL. I honestly think we need to just give Con- Christian Ponder someone to compete with next year or maybe send him down to Hattiesburg for a couple weeks in the offseason bring in a lot of better receivers, and see how Christian does next year. If he sucks it up again, well, cut his butt. Really? Otherwise, if he does good, hey, we have a solution. Uh, beyond that, just a couple other quick things. Back the weekend of the Bears game at Soldier Field, I went down to Arrowhead, Sweet Stadium. I wish Ziggy would tour that place and get some ideas. But I'm sure he'll t- t- tour Jerry World in Dallas. And um, Indianapolis and also the Giants stadiums. And try to make it Due a- to the uh, incredible difference of opinion by these two guys, I'm going to throw in Sebastian's call immediately and comment on both of these calls at the same time. So here you go, Sebastian Bowes. Now you have the floor. Hey, Joey, I just might stretch out and do a couple calls. Uh, I wanted you to get started and say Skull Vikings, nice win. It did seem like a pretty calm game until the end and where uh, Bradford missed a couple passes down the field, thank God. Um, man, we could have really had some better coverage there. We didn't, got lucky, blah, blah, blah. You know, all wins in the NFL aren't pretty as long as you get them done and get them in the W column, and that's all that matters. We are still in the playoff hunt. Do I think we can clinch it and get in? Uh, no. Next week, I think we will lose due to the fact that it's the Houston Texans and we're the Vikings. Um, hmm. Another thing that you said earlier that on Facebook that uh, a lot of things bug me. And about this season, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Because it's an emotional up and down season. At first, I was pretty optimistic, and then we went through a slump, got back up a tiny bit, went back down, now up a little bit with a couple of straight wins. Yeah, a lot of things bug me because this season has been bugging me. I'm not used to us being in the playoffs race anymore. Like when we were, we had this thing clinched up pretty early, you know, except for that Chicago loss on whatever Sunday, Monday night football. But still, you know, like I'm not used to 
us having to battle out every single game at the end of the season. I don't think many of us are. You know, I haven't seen too many Viking seasons where we've actually had to. I've seen a few, but, you know, it's just how it is. And with the Joe Webb situation, I didn't want to comment on Facebook because I wanted to make this in my call. No one should ever think Joe Webb should be a starting quarterback. He is terrible throwing. Do I think he is a temporary solution? No. No matter how bad Ponder is doing, Joe Webb should not see the daylight of the field. Keep him on the bench. Put him on the inactive roster. I don't want to see him on the field. I watched him in preseason. That was enough. McLeod Bethel-Thompson is on this team for a reason. He can play, obviously. You know, we got rid of a veteran quarterback who was never very good in the first place to keep him. Don't you think that we should at least give the kid a chance? He made this team. He deserves a chance. He's good enough to have a chance. Ponder's terrible. He had an okay game today. But you know what? No, Joe Webb should not play at all, period. He should not be on the starting rotation. So, you know, that's all i got to say with that. And Adrian Peterson, how about that? 294 left rushing yards to pass up the record. Ah, wow. That's a single season high, ain't it? That he won't get 294 in in two games. One against the Green Bay Backers where, uh, you know, Clay Matthews just came back. They just beat the Bears. Congrats to them. Good. You know, this is the only time I actually wanted to see them win is so that the Bears would, you know, lose and we could have a wild card spot much easier. But one thing is, is we got to face Houston, who's very good on defense. we got to face Green Bay, who's okay on defense to decent. You know, like, this is not going to be easy two games. Do I think we will win these? Not at all, like I said earlier. We just can't. But do I think Peterson can get that record? Yes, I do. Uh, I think... Uh, the title of the show might just be uh, still alive but doesn't look good, you know. Yeah, like they said on the show or during the game, we have the toughest last two games remaining in the NFL, and it's true. You know, uh, Houston just clinched their division. Green Bay just clinched our division. Uh, you know, all we need is Chicago to lose and a couple other teams to lose and us to win, of course, you know. We don't fully control our own destiny here anymore like we do, but we don't. We need to win so that other teams can knock off the other teams, you know. Uh, thanks for letting me call in. Should be a good show. Skull Vikings and keep listening. Bye. And I thank both of you for those calls very, very much. Brent Jacobson and Sebastian Balls. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, the, <laughs> the call-in line... It's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. And uh, statement, shout-out, question, comment, rant. <clears throat> um, there you go. Yeah, welcome to the back to the show. Uh, Anthony from L.A., boy, he's been kind of, he's been Maya, missing in action. Not sure, is it the play of the team? Is it me? Uh, what's going on? Where have you been? Yeah, I've not been on the Facebook page or calling in. Missed you. Shout out to you, Anthony from L.A. Anthony Batista. Yes, sir. Hope all is going well and we haven't scared you away somehow. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, whew. I mean, I I like taking calls. 
I do. Whew, but these are tough. <laughs> this is tough. I mean, this is really tough. Whew, duh. You know? Um, it's like you don't want to kiss anyone off, but at the same time, you do have to give your opinions. Your opinions. That's what I'm here to do. If, if you're the host of a show... Oof, but you know you get these polarizing opinions guys make good points you, you agree with some you don't agree with the other and it's just like oh boy it's uh that was intense stuff <sighs> um it's like i i don't even know where to go it, where do i start with this where do i begin you know holy toledo yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you guys are making my job harder here look at you okay i'm just kidding uh, first and foremost, yeah, Brent Jacobson talking about basically polar opposite opinion of Sebastian Balls, and I've said that a thousand times. Let's just get to the point. Uh, he would like to bring in a veteran backup. Sebastian Balls basically would rather set his hair on fire while jumping in a bowl of acid and eating poison, uh, basically. And yeah, that's basically about the the uh, that's basically about the impression I get from Sebastian on the thoughts that Brent put out there, yeah, at the same time, I think Brent makes some good points, I do, and uh, no, I'm not agreeing fully with either one of you, I'm not, and of course, I know you guys aren't arguing, it's just completely different opinions, Um, yeah, the veteran backups and all that good stuff, the fact that we have absolutely nothing for receivers and other good quarterbacks have had veteran backups, you know, it's so impossible to gauge this whole thing, I personally think Christian Ponder is not, I repeat, is not a, full, a starting quarterback in the NFL. That is the opinion I've come with. Uh, you're seeing the same mistakes, you're seeing the same weaknesses, and they're not improving. Okay, yeah, he didn't He didn't absolutely obliterate us yesterday, but he was below, below average overall. He was mediocre to below average. And it's funny, when he is mediocre to below average, like he was against the Indianapolis Colts, slash, maybe not even below average, just mediocre, when he was mediocre against the ja- the Jags, Jaguars, excuse me, Indianapolis Colts and Detroit Lions, but didn't get us killed, we won the football game. Yet, <laughs> for some reason, one game this year, the entire year, he had one good game the whole year, and that was against San Francisco. And even that wasn't exactly like setting the world on fire, but it looked like he was pretty good. Um, <sighs> Sebastian, a little knee-jerk, though, here, I think, a little bit. Un- honestly... I, I do, and it's no offense, please don't get mad, I'm just, I don't want to upset you, I don't want to upset any one of you, I don't want to upset Brent either, you know, because apparently, I mean, yeah, Sage Rosenfels, I, I don't even know where to go with it, you know, the guys like the Sage Rosenfels, the backups that have been in the league before and stuff, does it mean anything to a young quarterback, uh, playing better, maybe, maybe not, I mean, you know, I thought, I mean, Gus Ferrat, when he was here, Dante Culpepper played a lot better. And when Gus Ferrat was here with Tavares Jackson, Tavares Jackson did not play better. So, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody reacts differently. And Gus Ferrat was a total jackass the second time he came here as well, probably because Tavares was so horrendous, where Culpepper was more of a kind of a, kind of a semi-star at times. <laughs> Tavares Jackson was so worthless that Gus Ferrat's like, hey, I should be the star. But, um... Uh, but no, do I think Christian Ponder has a long-term future in the NFL as a starting quarterback? No. No. And no. And this is not comparing him to Rex Grossman, but his career is heading in that direction. 
That's all I'm saying. Not comparing him to anybody. Just saying he's headed. It's heading in the same direction of the Rex Grossman types of the league that had were drafted pretty high, and it's just like when is this guy going to figure it out? When is he going to figure it out? Is he ever going to get better? Is he ever going to? No, he never did. And Christian Ponder's heading in that direction. Um, Sebastian's been a little bit irritable this year, <laughs> just a little bit, and I understand that, but. Honest to God, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. <laughs> it's not realistic to expect this team to be great all, all the time. Like I'm not used to this team winning and staying great and all that good stuff. Or, I mean, I, I'm excuse me. I'm not used to this team having to fight to make the postseason. Well, I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, the whole '80s was like that. Uh, most of the '90s were like that. You know. And I know it's a different year, but you know what? That's football. That's football. I mean, it's just that's just one of those things. And uh, and no, I'm not questioning your knowledge of the game or anything. I'm not I, at all. I think you're fantastic, Sebastian. Um, same with Brent Jacobson. Both of you guys know what you're talking about. I'm not coming up here being condescending to either one of you. I'm just saying. And maybe I heard you wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I misunderstood the call. Though I did listen to it more than once, so I tried my best to get what I need to get here and. Uh, mentally record it and all that good stuff. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I mean, <clears throat> I don't even know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, you should be used to this team fighting to make the playoffs or, I mean, I don't know. You know what? It's just, that's sports, you know? Every year is different, like, like you told me earlier in the year. Every year, every year is different. Uh, some years you're maybe fighting to make the playoffs. Some years you're horrendous. Some years you you stay horrendous. <laughs> oh, yeah, basically, yeah. Some years you're really bad. Some years you're kind of in the bubble. Some years you're a clear playoff team but never get out of the first round. And some, like the 2008 team, was never going to get out of the first round, obviously. And some years are like 2009 where you're awesome. You're, you're an absolute contender. You have a chance to go all the way. But it's one of those things. I mean, football is so wacky. There's just no way to know where to go. Expect anything, you know? Expect anything. Who thunk, Who would have thunk Detroit was going to make the playoffs last year? Nobody, but they did. Unfortunately, yeah, after their fun little year, they didn't get anything out of it, and back to 4-10 and 10 again this year. That's got to suck, doesn't it? I mean, I, mean, I don't want to go that direction. I think if Christian Ponder stays as a starting quarterback this year, we could head that way. Maybe. I mean, nah. I shouldn't say that. Uh, clearly, this team, if they had a legit starting quarterback, legit starting quarterback, or even semi-legit starting quarterback, would be a better football team today. So I can see where Sebastian's coming from in that deal, too. And Brett Jacobson. Both, that's where you guys do agree. We want a better situation at quarterback. Both of you guys do not have anything invested in uh, Christian Ponder. I can see that, you know, in terms of um, Brent wants him to fight with maybe a, a veteran. And he doesn't necessarily mean an ancient guy who sucks. Maybe it's a guy who's okay. Like I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. You know, don't jump on me and stab me on the, stab me in the hand with a pen or or something. I don't know, but I'm just making a name up like a Kevin Cobb type, who's kind of who's pretty young, and has uh, or or an Alex Smith type. And I know you're like, oh, they suck. I don't want them. Yeah, I I know. I I get it. <laughs> I'm just using the name as an example. Um, but yeah, possibly bringing in a guy like that who's, you know, maybe he's had some down times, maybe comes in and figures it out somewhere else. Drew Brees was was disappointing in San Diego, 
until he blew up when uh, Philip Rivers came in. I mean, they're, they're, it's impossible to gauge at times where, uh, where to go. But um, sometimes you bring in a guy, though. Yeah, they go to another team and they play better. Uh, Cobb actually played well with Philadelphia and then sucked with Arizona. So, <laughs> you know what? It all boils down to everybody wants to be <laughs> the president of football operations or the general manager or God knows what, the owner, you know, <laughs> they want to flick their wrist and make the team better and when in you know with a couple moves because they're always right <laughs> um but it can't be done i mean it's it's but we're not the gm unfortunately we all would like to be but we're not and of course uh, it's just it's tiring isn't it i'm getting tired even going into this conversation <laughs> you know i'm sorry to say that but because it's like I don't understand necessarily getting mad at this, you know. Frustrated, yes, but mad, nah. I mean, why? And, and and that's not trying to be condescending either. It's more of, it's out of our hands, and it's. I mean, you could make you could make what you believe are the best moves in the world, and then next thing you know, bam, it all blows up in your face. You just never know. Um, a Claude Bethel Thompson, a starting quarterback. Well, he threw a pretty nice pick six in that preseason, too. I mean, you, you got to remember that, too. Maybe he's got some, some tools to be a great quarterback. Sure. And Brett Favre threw a lot of pick sixes when he got started as well. Would I love to see McLeod Bethel-Thompson step on that field with that same number Brett Favre wore and blow up? Of course. Of course. Do I expect it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, And... I mean, Leslie Frazier, uh, if, if you suddenly are going to bench your quarterback that you've been calling the great starter quarterback, you know, oh, he's just so valuable, or whatever, or whatever the word was, the makings of a good quarterback, like he said last week when Ponder was actually pretty bad against the Bears and Packers and all that stuff. <laughs> but if, if you're going to go from, like, saying this is our guy to bringing to suddenly just saying not only are we going to bench ponder we're going to bypass web and bring in the third string guy i don't know i don't know how the ownership would take it i i really don't i don't know how your general manager and ownership would take it um in a perfect world you could just simply do that just plug him in and bam this guy whoa look at that throw that'd be great ultimately you know what i'm all for um mcleod bethel thompson <laughs> having all the opportunity in the world next summer to go out there and kick butt, beat everybody out of their job. And if he does, great. If he does, great. It's just saying, the truth is, <laughs> for whatever reason, I guess he hasn't done that yet, or the coaches are too pig-headed to make that move. Um, boy. And I, I'm not even going to... I'm actually not going to even read the comment you, you made on Facebook because the call was the exact same thing. So, yeah, and I've already, you know, so I, but why would I get into the same thing twice? Basically, and I'll kind of like paraphrase what you said there, how you're, you're mad about it, people are pissing and moaning about bringing in Webb and all that stuff. Well, I'm not pissing and moaning, I so I, I'm, I mean, and I know you don't mean me. We even had a little conversation off air briefly on Facebook last night. Um, he's saying, I, I guess maybe the guys in your high school over there are pissing you off. It sounded like from what you said. I, and I don't blame you. I mean, I got, I got pretty bleeping annoyed at times with people in high school as well who just... From what I think you've told me, they just treat our sports teams like they're just retarded, like they're they're worthless. No one cares, which I totally disagree with. You know, I always 
watch my teams and hope for the best. Do I expect the best? I can't. <laughs> uh, boy, it's like, where do I go from this? Huh? My goodness, this has been, uh, this is a hell of a call by both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> text message from, literally, text message right now from Brent Jacobson saying, Mark Sanchez makes Christian Ponder look like a competent NFL quarterback. Oh, that's funny, because he also posted that on Facebook. I figured I'd just mention that, and I guess I won't mention it later. And yeah, Mark Sanchez sucks. Yes, he does. He does. And Ponder sucks too. Yeah, well, okay, he didn't suck yesterday, and you never know. Maybe he'll start playing better. I don't know. I was actually going to play a rant by Ben Lieber. I had it all ready to go from KFAN. Ah, whatever. You know, there's just too much to get to. It was about, like, making fun of um, Christian Ponder's proposing to... to my, I don't even... I, you know, I'm almost, like, having a hard time finding her name because I care so little about the story, honestly. Uh, Samantha Steele, yeah, engaging, getting engaged or whatever. Will you marry me in Christmas lights or something? Yeah, I mean... Do I think it's affecting Ponder? Maybe, maybe, uh, and that's on him. It's not. It's not Samantha Steele's fault. This is completely on Christian Ponder, dude. Focus, focus. If you're distracted by this, you're a complete immature pile of crap. <laughs> I mean, because like 99% of America gets engaged in all that stuff, and I would hope they don't just show up at their workplace and give a give a half-assed effort or screw everything up because their mental facilities are all messed up. But whatever. I mean, I personally am not going there. I never will be like that. Somebody else, fine. I guess that's the way you are. <laughs> oh, and boy, am I bouncing all over the place here. But uh, these calls bounce all over the place. My God, where do you want me to go with these with this stuff? <sighs> oh, Jesus, criminy. Uh, Joe Webb, yeah. Do do I have any? Do I? Hey, I completely agree with you, Sebastian. With me, I was talking about uh, the temporary fill-in and all that good stuff. <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. It's like, what What do you want? You really want MBT in there? For sure. Absolutely for sure in there to be the star if Ponder screws up. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I understand Joe Webb can't play. I understand he's He's only an athlete, not a quarterback. I completely, I completely agree with that. Actually, the guy looks like, the guy looks, he looks like somebody playing football backwards, practically as a quarterback. He looks so uh, unorthodox out there, so ugly. You know, his throws are ugly as hell. He did win some games for us in the past, and no, that is not defending Joe Webb as a starting quarterback ever, or even a temporary fill-in ever. I, I get that, but as much as as we. Piss and moan. <laughs> there we go. To use that back. <laughs> okay, I'm being mean. But yeah, as much as we want to piss and moan about maybe MBT in there, they're not going to do that. The only reason I even mentioned Joe Webb, putting Joe Webb in there, Sebastian, and others out there that agree with him, I'm sure there are plenty, you know, because everybody's going to be divided on this, maybe 50 50. I don't know. And don't quote me on that, please. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any complaints about, oh, have the fans? No way, man. I don't want to hear it. Okay, because I'll just, I'll ignore the comment. How about that? Um, or am I leading towards? But yeah, like, I'm sure 50-50 would like Web and or uh, MBT in there. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, I, yeah, 
I, I get it. I mean, I'd rather, I honestly would rather see it too, but they're not going to do that. And my reasoning for mentioning Joeb as being a temporary fill-in because that's what they're going to do. If they're going to put in another guy today, tomorrow, or, you know, this week, this upcoming week, ahead of Ponder, it would be Webb. It would not be MBT. And that's not because they're right. It's because that's what they're going to do. That's the way things are managed right now. That's their opinion. You know, that's their quote-unquote pig-headed opinion. (laughs) So, there you go. End of sermon. Let's move on. Oh, my God, that was long. But I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. That was uh, some good passion, Sebastian. And Brent Jacobson, both of you are not getting the gold star. Sorry. Because <laughs> it's somebody else's turn, damn it. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I mean, I'm no. It's somebody else's turn, and I'm going to decide it later. Maybe I'll come back and give it to you anyway. I don't know. I'm so mean, aren't I? <laughs> yep. Uh and, you know, and I'm sure, and I, yeah, I know, I know, the Gold Star is just an imaginary award anyway, so, I, some people like it, some people don't care, whatever, that's your opinion. Okay, uh, to the Facebook page, yes sir, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, Brent Jacobson, yeah, that's a familiar name now, huh? So, at one point said Braylon Edwards was just released. Sounds like he's going to visit the Jets. Come on, Spielman, give him a call and send a Roma should do or Burton Packing. And then a couple of days later, he says, forget Edwards, he's back with the Jets. Bada bing, bada boom. Yep. I would like this. Yeah, I mean, see, these would be just, you know, any type of Band-Aid would be nice, I guess. But, I don't know. I mean, I've, ne- I've never really been impressed with Braylon Edwards, but it would be better than what we have, sure. Uh, Sebastian on Saturday did his prediction on the game about where I was leaning. Maybe lower, I mean, mine was maybe lower scoring, but yeah, whatever, it's okay. Either way, we're predicting a double-digit loss for the Minnesota Vikings because it's a road game, and uh, St. Louis has been on a roll of late, beating San Francisco and such, making winning games like crazy, and the Vikings uh, just you figure there's that there's that tease win and then off they go on the road to St. Louis where they basically never win except in 2009 <clears throat> um, and they get beat and the season's over Sebastian's comment is I've seen <laughs> I've seen we are the underdog in a game no one cares about nationally although both teams are in the playoff run and yes they are or were St. Louis has got to be dead by now uh, he says this is a must win my prediction Rams 24 Vikings 13 yeah and we were all wrong. Well, not everybody. Some people picked the Vikings, but some people didn't. Dave Hickey jumps in saying, Joey, I sure hope the Vikings could pull off an upset of the Rams. At least I think it's an upset. They are at home. The Rams have some talented players on their team, probably more than we do. But we have the MVP on our team, and I feel like we are just four stud, four stud players away from going deep in the playoffs. <laughs> Four, that's funny how you come up with a number, but hey, hey I, I hear you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Probably at least one or two of them being linebackers and receivers, especially receiver. Excuse me. Where are we going? Going deep in the playoffs. If Ponder can have a can have a game where he gets 200 yards and no interceptions, we win big. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good pick, Dave, because they didn't. He didn't even get 200, and we still won big because he didn't get an interception in the game. So. You know, yeah, there you go. That was a good one. Yeah, that was very good. Dave, Dave continuing on Saturday saying, 
I think a lot of the players are confident in their abilities, like Adrian and Jared Allen, Chad, Greenway, and maybe Winfield, but most teams, it all starts with the quarterback, and when he has no confidence, that tends to rub off on other players. Granted, Ponder doesn't have a wideout since Harvin went down to throw to, and our pass blocking just plain sucks, but so does he. <laughs> other quarterbacks around the league step up in... Wow, these are huge... <laughs> Step oh crap! Step up in more ways than one. They step up to they step to the right or left instead of running out of the pocket and throwing against your bye. L- late down the down the middle. Just ask far how that works out. Ouch! <laughs> yeah, it it don't. I.e. championship game against the Phoenix Saints. The coaches have no confidence in Webb. Yeah, obviously. See, so I guess the coaches kind of do agree with you, Sebastian, about Webb, but. They have too much, uh, they're too, obviously, way too sold on Ponder as well. And apparently, I guess, have no confidence in MBT either. But yeah, they have no confidence in Webb, uh, or they would have put him in when Ponder was going 67 yards and two interceptions for a whole game. Those stats are like opening drive stats, the yards anyway. Ponder needs the threat of losing his job when he stinks that bad. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. There, uh, Dave Hickey. He needs the that that sums up the whole conversation of both of those calls because in the end, as much as you may kind of di- uh, disagree on a potential strategy to get there, the end result you guys are dead on. Obviously, uh, you guys you guys all agree on Ponder at minimum needs competition, at minimum needs a threat of losing his job at minimum. Uh, though a lot of us would say right now he should have already lost his job permanently to somebody else. Yeah, um, but either way, yes. He needs, the, at minimum, the threat of losing his job. Great point, Dave Hickey. There you go. That kind of brought the uh, that kind of brought the whole conversation to a hole there, right there. So that earns the gold star. Good work, Dave Hickey. You are the gold star winner of this week. Yep, week fifteen or whatever you like to call it. Um, I have a feeling this show is going to be slightly longer than the ones that have been of late. Uh, one minute and fifth, excuse me, one hour fifteen minutes. This one's going to be longer than that. I can just tell. Uh, I'm not going to get to every single comment on the Facebook page for the sake of, you know, for, yeah, I mean, for the sake of not boring the listeners. Because if I read so many, if I read seven billion comments, it's going to bore the listeners eventually. Um, though a lot of these comments are fantastic. It's just I can't just keep reading forever even though I'm rambling right now, which is actually less interesting than any comment ever written on the page. <laughs> Todd Vandermeer says, Guess we'll see what the Vikings are made of today. Guess we'll see what the Vikings are made of today. Skull Vikings, let's go. And that's what we did. Right on, Todd. Let's roll Vikings, says Mark Carlson. Yep. Yep, and then, yeah, Christian Ponder did lead the Vikings on a uh, opening drive, which he ran into the end zone on a dive. That was great. That was that was nice. A cup like a handoff to Adrian. Adrian started pretty slow in the game. A lot of us were like, "Oh man, maybe the, maybe the two thousand yards thing might be might have been a little too hasty." Yeah, no, two hundred and twelve yards, eighteen twelve on the season, two thousand yards of borderline foregone conclusion, borderline foregone conclusion, and the even the ultimate uh, pursuit of happiness for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Needs two hundred ninety four to pass Dickerson, as Sebastian mentioned, and of course. Other media outlets mention all the time. Yep. <laughs> He's there. Yes, yes. Um, Sebastian picking that we'll lose the next two games. We'll get to that later. But um, 
I'm not mad at you for that prediction at all, Sebastian. No. I mean, the two teams are far superior to the Minnesota Vikings in 2012. Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers, superior to the Vikings. Yes. Though on the football field in Lambeau, eh, outside of Christian Ponder, I'm not so sure about that. But (laughs) it was fun. Um, Sebastian giving a shout-out to John Carlson. And, yeah, John Carlson is, uh, you know, that was nice. It was nice to see. He got a, he got a nice key catch early on. He got a couple of catches actually, and he and he has been a good blocker all year. I would not be disappointed if the Vikings brought him back, and I'm sure they, you know, he's he's signed under contract. But you know how the NFL is; they can get rid of a guy. I'm pretty sure John Carlson will be back, and he he will have an increased role in the passing game next year. I gotta think, or Bill Musgrave should be fired because you got you do have weapons, and you're not using them at all. You're trying to throw to guys like Simpson, who actually was okay. And, yeah, we'll get to those numbers later on. Yep, we'll skip some of these here. It's mostly just kind of random, like, come on, Vikings, skull, blah 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 type stuff, you know, which is nothing wrong with it. It's it's in-game stuff, so that's good. You know, keep posting it. I'm not against it at all. It'll get people revved up and more people on the page. So, thank you. Uh, Todd Banner may doing a lot of doing a lot of those on there. And, hey, don't stop at all, Todd. Todd's from uh, Lafayette, Indiana, by the way. So, yeah, we have we have listeners in Indiana, which I think is very cool. Brent Jacobson with something saying, we cannot choke this game. Come on, Vikings offense. Let's either run up the score a bit or run the clock by feeding the ball to all day. As I was typing, Peterson busts out for about 50. Yep, and oh, and he got tackled. Yep, because he just slowed down or something. Oh, man, maybe he got tired. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Malcolm McSween out of Oak View, California. Yes, sir. He's made about three calls already to the show, and hey, don't don't stop now, Malcolm. Your calls are great, and your posts are great as well. He says this game was awesome, other than the fourth quarter scare from the Rams picking our secondary apart. But that's why you got to keep blitzing and stunting. Good good point there, Malcolm. Malcolm Mark Carlson seems to agree as well. Good pressure on the, on the quarterback this game. Right on, Malcolm. Yes, sir. I don't know why that jumped up so fast into completely completely later in the game, but maybe there aren't too many more of these. No, there's some. Mark Carlson posting something on there. And no, again, I'm not, oh yeah, and obviously Sebastian, I'm not mad at you at all. Just to, I'm sharing your passion, buddy. Just, <laughs> I hope you didn't think I was mad at you earlier when I was commenting on the call. You know, two guys that are yeah that have that competitive fire in their in their in their blood. You can you can tell we both have it. So, there it is. Oh, boy. Let's get moving up. Let's move up. I hate this page. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, there was a lot of stuff on here, but, um, yeah. Yep, this is funny. Sebastian on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know why this is so unorganized. This stupid page is all over the place. But, um, Sebastian saying, I heard on the PA show, Frazier said he will get he will continue to get better, uh, about Ponder, that is, and he says, um, hello, now I, I could just hear Sebastian saying it, because the call-ins, um, hello, he sucks ass, he can't hit the broadside of a barn if he's five yards away, <laughs> and Todd with a gem, not that Sebastian's wasn't a gem, because it was, that was a gem, Todd with an absolute gem, commenting, saying, five yards is too far, <laughs> Ponder likes to pass behind the line. Five-yard pass is asking way too much. Silver Star, Todd Vandermeer. That is a Silver Star winner. <laughs> oh, boy. 
And again, yeah, I wasn't denying Sebastian and Brent the gold star earlier for the calls. I mean, it should be in the comments anyway. And at the same time, yeah, you know, it's it's um, you know, it was like it just wasn't the week, I guess, to give them a gold star, I guess, for whatever reason. And uh, I thought Dave Hickey's comment actually was gold star worthy because it kind of brought that conversation to a hole perfectly. So Dave Hickey earned that gold star. He was like the capstone on the pyramid that uh, uh, Sebastian and Brent were forming. Yes, to put it very strangely there, the word it, yeah, um, and there is the uh, comment that was the, you know, in a lot of ways, the most intense comment of the week, maybe of the entire season by Sebastian, that he basically turned into a phone call before, Uh, all all the exact same points, you can all, you can all uh, jump on it immediately, or you all can check it out on the Facebook page anytime you want and respond to him, sure. There you go. I'm sure it won't be negative. I'm surprised nobody did respond, actually, because that a, that's a conversation-starting post there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to put it lightly, it, it really is. So let's get moving. The one part he mentioned where he's like, uh, yeah, he's sick of people who think Webb is the answer wrong. You all think you all who think he can be a quarterback is an idiot. Yeah? Yeah? Look at you calling names, though. Look at you. Look at you. What is this? Okay, anyhow, dropping names on there. Mark Carlson displaying his uh, Nordeast, <laughs> Nordeast from Greenbelt uh, bottle with a Vikings jersey on it. Yes, a little beer bottle jersey on it. And Nordeast is some good stuff, by the way. You out there, Greenbelt, I'm coming for you. You better get sponsoring my show, damn it. And I mean now, because Triple Mafia deserves sponsors. How many of you agree with that, huh? How about, yeah, there we go. This is time for it right now, guys. All of you out there listening, let's get some sponsors on Purple Mafia. And no, not two-minute commercials. Ads on podcasts are 15 seconds. And, uh, yeah, this show deserves sponsors, damn it. <laughs> End of story. Even if it's just getting a 12-pack or something out of it, if that's the payment. Hey, you know what? It's better than nothing. <laughs> Though a small, tiny, little, teensy little check would be nice. Because, yeah. Come on, yeah, come on, guys. Help me get some sponsors out there. Yes, sir. And how many of you, you do agree? Voice that on Facebook page. And, uh, yeah. If you know anybody out there that would even, that would want a sponsor on this show, some small local business or something, let, yeah, hey, bring them to me. Bring them to me. Like, tell them, message me on Facebook or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I am serious. But anyhow, excuse me, sidetracked. Mark Carlson saying he's watching at home with the family today. There you go. Yeah, because a lot of times he was at work there. Excited about the game, hoping for smart play calls and professional level execution. Yeah, there was. There was, believe it or not, and no penalties this week. No penalties? Hey, now. (laughs) You mean like minimal penalties, right? Not not no penalties. (laughs) Oh, Mark, good stuff. He says, this is what I call professional level execution. It looks like it looks like it. Fair catch Cheryl's. Yep. Fair catch Cheryl's jumping in. He's been listening to Purple Mafia, haven't you? <laughs> Fair catch Cheryl's actually returning one. Can't fall out of the boot the boat and hit the water. Simpson making a, a clutch catch. Okay, not clutch. Yeah, a clutch okay catch and ponder putting in the end zone himself rather than trying to force the interception. Hey, yes. 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 This house is on, is on fire running it. Viking D running an interception in for a touchdown. That's, this is Viking football. There you go. 
There you go. Todd saying Ponder actually doing something good. He even had a couple of good passes. Really need to get AP going through. They definitely have a good run defense. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, yes. Yep. More in-game stuff back and forth with the guys. Going to kind of move along here for the sake of time and for the sake of you guys out there that might not need to hear the in-game commentary all the time. Um, yeah. Sebastian with his, or not Sebastian, Brent Jacobson saying anything less than a touchdown for the Rams was dagger time. Yeah, but they started getting them, so I had to mention that. And here we go. So yeah, that concludes the in-game stuff. Brent Jacobson with the final quote here for the Facebook page, I believe. I'll check again to see if there's anything new. He says, uh, I can see it now. Vikings make the playoffs, go to Lambeau. Peterson goes up to 200 plus yards, and Vikings win. Yeah. Now, if the Vikings do make the playoffs... That could happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if. If. Now, Sebastian was going to tell you they're not going to go. They're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. and you know what? That's about the record I've been leaning on forever. That the Vikings are going to finish 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> especially if they lost to St. Louis and stuff. Or the, and or Chicago. But, yeah, especially St. Louis. I figured we're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight, Maybe win one of the Houston or Green Bay games. But 8-8 but, uh, eight is more than likely the record. And it still very well could happen. We're at a point right now, it's week to week. I mean, I have no honest idea what the hell is going to happen other than we know Houston's going to be tough as all hack and Green Bay's always tough, but luckily the Green Bay game is at home. Yes, it is. That is going to be a fun one. Honest to God, that is going to be a fun freaking football game. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's terrific stuff. So we're going to quickly move over to the Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, or at Purple Mafia Show. Don't forget to click like on the Facebook page. Please, page, page, please like Purple Mafia Show on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Um, so, yeah, we got Lear Gravel from Wales. Yes, and I do remember where you're from very well. <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a long time, actually, since, like, I believe the beginning of the season. Uh, lost contact for some strange reason. Don't know what happened. Hope he wasn't mad at me or didn't like the show or something. I am, I'm not sure. Uh, he says, hey, how do you rate this season? Think Ponder is the man. Who <laughs> do you see them taking a shot at in the draft? For me personally, it's wide receivers and linebackers, honestly. Uh, we are. Um, I've, I haven't been following up on the draft too much of late. Mostly been stuck on the regular season of, of right now. You know, the, the regular season for this team right now. Haven't really been looking into draft prospects yet. But uh, as we get deeper and deeper into this, you know, into January, February and stuff, we're going to really start looking at guys, especially wide receivers and linebackers, because I think those are two positions of absolute need. Would not be disappointed at all should the Vikings add another good good to blue chip range uh, offensive lineman. Though, granted, with eight wins now, we're not going to be drafting all too high anymore possibly 15 to 20 range, but you can still get studs anywhere in that draft. Anywhere in that draft, there is a possibility you will land a stud. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, for me, the number one hope, obviously, is to get a big play-wide receiver. If the big, tall guy that can make a that can catch the ball in the corner of the end zone on a, on a loop pass, I think that would help a Christian Ponder or somebody that will indeed replace him um, at some point here, possibly next year. Yeah. Would be terrific, though, to see that big play wide receiver. That who's actually what I think the Vikings will be targeting. 
because clearly Simpson is not that guy. And honestly, to answer your other question, speaking of somebody not being the guy, I don't think Potter is the man. No, I don't. He to me, like I said on the last show, and I'm going to say it again. To me, Christian Ponder does not display the special skills of a uh, full-time starting quarterback in this league, especially somebody with a legit uh, future in this league. I'm not seeing special skills out of Christian Ponder. Does he have a big arm? Well, he underthrew Adrian Peterson pretty badly. Um, <laughs> can, he, can, he, can he read a defense really well? Uh, not really. I'm seeing him rushing out of the pocket and making a couple of short yard passes. Is he clutch? Not really. Not at all, actually. Does he make a lot of mistakes? Yes. So, And no, again, not trying to be condescending at all. I'm just answering the question. I do not think Christian Ponder is the man. No, because he does not have the special skills. He doesn't. If, if, if that changes, great. Because once upon a time, I said Nikola Pakovic of the Minnesota Timberwolves has no special skills. And uh, you know what? He didn't. And then all of a sudden he did. <laughs> For whatever reason. I don't know if it was good coaching or finally he... He gained enough confidence to say, let's go out and show these moves that I secretly have all this time. Uh, Christian Ponder, is, is that going to happen? <laughs> I, I don't see it. No. I, I, I don't think Christian Ponder has the special skills to be a long-term starting quarterback in the National Football League. Far, far and far away from being any type of special player in this league. He doesn't have it. He doesn't. No. <laughs> so then it becomes... Do you want him to be an Alex Smith type? Do you want him to develop into that kind of guy who's just good enough to be a starter, just barely good enough to be a starter on a on a, on a team with with uh, really good players around him? Uh, I'm sure the 49ers would like to have somebody better than Alex Smith anyway, and they sure brought, they sure uh, didn't rush to bring him back after Cobbert uh, Cobbernick, if I'm saying his name name right, uh, took over. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not saying his name right. I'm just Probably because I'm exhausted right now. <sighs> so that would conclude all the comments back and forth. Comments and questions on the Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you all so much for your activity and your passion. You all are excellent. And don't forget to tell a friend or two or 40. <laughs> so now we'll look around at the numbers here throughout the game. So yeah, the, uh, Dave Hickey talking about Christian Ponder getting over 200 yards. He didn't even get 140. He went up with 131. But the biggest stat of them all is the zero interceptions. Christian Bonder had zero interceptions. No touchdown passes, but he did complete about seven, uh, 71% of his uh, passes, though, yeah, yeah, they were all very short passes, of course. There were a couple of decent completions along the way. Not one of them got, not one of them was 15 yards, though. Um, funny as hell. <laughs> John Carlson had, was targeted thrice and made three catches. Very cool. But man, oh man, when you look at these receiving numbers, and it tells you just how many, just how few passes were really worth any type of uh, thing. Really, when you're like, wow, ponder this. This shows you how this guy does not have any special skills whatsoever. Any, yeah, he didn't throw any in an interception at all. But yeah, the longest pass of the game was 14 yards. Um, six, no. Jerome Simpson made four receptions with 27 yards. That is your leading receiver for the game. In yards and, or I mean in receptions and in yards. That's the stat of the week right there. And in yards. 27 with four catches. Kyle Rudolph, three catches, 22. Burton, same exact thing. Three catches, 22. Gerhardt, two catches, 21. I mean, holy cow. Holy cow. 
And uh, Devin Aroman Shadu is absolutely out of the picture. Not even targeted in this game at all. Apparently, John Carlson may have eclipsed him in that uh, sta- uh, statistic. Statistic. But yeah, the stat of the week of all. <laughs> Adrian Peterson beating Christian Ponder in yardage once again, which is hilarious. <laughs> Quarterbacks are supposed to have more passing yards than running backs are supposed to have running yards, right? Most of the time. Isn't that kind of like kindergarten level, like in a football right there? When you think about that. But Adrian Peterson, well, he only had 212. That's all. Yeah, and it's funny how Adrian Peterson wasn't breaking through early on because that, that line in St. Louis actually is kind of good. They're one of the main reasons why they're actually, they actually were in, in the hunt. In the hunt, which means borderline nothing. It just means you kind of still have a small minimum 20% chance of making the playoffs. But uh, minimal 20% type chance of making the playoffs. Um, but no, that defensive line is one of the main reasons they were there. Because Steven Jackson is nothing special anymore. And uh, Sam Bradford is far from anything special. And they don't really have any great receivers in St. Louis that I can really think of. <laughs> Pretty boring team, actually, to be honest. But, um, yeah, what am I even saying, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's the defensive line is the strength of the St. Louis uh, Rams for the most part. And they were getting to Adrian and such early on. He wasn't getting through very much. And then he just started exploding. That 82-yard uh, explosion to the end zone right out of the gate on, on a drive during the game. And all of a sudden the Vikings had a 14-7 uh, to lead. That felt awfully good. It's like, here we go. We're actually, we actually have a chance to do something here. But then Blair Walsh is the other guy who was just unbelievable in this game. And now Blair Walsh, ladies and gentlemen, another stat that is insane. With 50, or excuse me, with 8 50-plus yards, 50-plus yard uh, field goals this year made, he is he is tied for the all-time record in NFL history in a single season. The single-season NFL record. He is tied right now. He makes one more 50-yard kick. He, is, he has the best uh, single season of all time in 50-plus yards. How about that? A rookie, ladies and gentlemen. A rookie. And he made all five of his kicks. Blair Walsh. Amazing. Amazing. And I just hope that this isn't just a one-year wonder type thing and then he'll come in next year and be great again. Because <coughs> I'm always scared of a guy having a great year and then two, three years down the road, it's like, ah, the guy's a joke, you know? Cause it, cause, because it happens. Um, though I kind of think Blair Walsh is going to be in this league for a long, long time. He's going to have a long, successful career. And uh, spectacular pick by... By uh, <laughs> Rick Spielman, excuse me. By Rick Spielman, by I'm getting zoned here. <laughs> a, a guy like this can help you win playoff games. I mean, when you're talking 50, 50 plus yards, yeah, I mean, kicks like that can get you to the next round. Kicks like that can kick you into the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. So, great pick. A lot of people might say, oh, it's just a kicker, but obviously, yeah, like I just said, if you have a good, I mean, you know, I'm sure Cundiff. I'm sure the uh, Baltimore Ravens could have, would have loved to have Blair Walsh suited up against the New England Patriots last year in the NFC, AFC excuse me, championship game. Would have been nice because Cundiff missed a pretty easy one. Terrible. Would it, wouldn't have won the game for him, but it would have sent him into overtime. And Blair Walsh, i got to think, would have done it. Yeah, amazing game for Blair Walsh. Ridiculously awesome. Awesome. He made three 50-yard field goals in the game, folks. He's a stud. The short, the short kick of the game for him was 38. He made 5 of 5. 
one of the he's going to be one of the best kickers in the league, I think, for a long time, and I, I, I hope so. Beautiful stat, but Adrian Peterson, the, uh, yep, he had the 82-yard scamber to pay dirt right out of the gate on that drive in that second quarter, but he also had the uh, he also had a 50-yard run that unfortunately just I don't know he just like ran out of gas and the uh, and the uh, St. Louis secondary caught up to him for whatever reason. Uh, and, and I don't think the block was all that great either on that one, down that downfield block. Eh, doggone it, you know. The guy just got around the Viking player. I forget who it was. I apologize for that. I just didn't make note of it. I just kind of was like, doggone it. I thought Adrian was going to get in, and it just didn't get around the guy for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah. I thought the blocking would could have been better on that play. Yeah. That might have been Jerome Simpson, and if it was, you know, there you go. Because I heard some complaints about that on Viking fan line on, uh, damn, on, uh, I'm just looking at this number. I'm shocked <laughs> on KFAN. But, you know, it's like I, I didn't even think about this. And obviously, because, see, I mean, Sam Bradford to me is a, is a mediocre quarterback. Maybe a little bit above average. Obviously not not deserving of a number one overall pick. No, because he's never... He's kind of like... Uh, I don't even know what he's like. He's capable of... of, of he's capable of making some really nice throws. But he's, the, the interception he threw for a pick six to Everson Griffin was freaking horrible. It, it really was. It was a terrible pass. Just terrible. Um, but he did throw three touchdowns in the game. And he did get 377 yards in the game. Yeah. Though he did attempt 55 passes, completing 33 of them. A strong game, yes. I mean, that was probably his best game of the season, really. The guy is not knocking anyone's socks off, to be honest. No. (laughs) But, uh, hey, good game there, and it shows the Vikings uh, secondary and and linebackers and stuff, but I think mostly the secondary still not really where you want it. And it's kind of sad because uh, Robinson and such, who got a very ticky-tack call in the game, I think, on uh, on the... uh, pass interference. Pretty ticky-tack call along the way. Uh, but guys like Mr. Raymond, just not that good. I think he was kind of the goat of the week was Mr. Raymond. Just not, he just wasn't that great. Um, so we'll go with the Fran Tarkenton Award. <laughs> and the, you know, we got to have the Bad Player Award too. The Tavares Jackson Award for like the Worst Player of the Week. The Tavares Jackson Award, soon it might be Christian Bonner Award, but we'll go with Tavares and the uh, Fran Tarkenden Award. Fran Tarkenden Award obviously is going to go to Adrian Peterson. He was the player of the week. Other weeks, it might, might be more of a tough choice. But this week, yep, I'm going to give the Adrian... Uh, obviously, Adrian Peterson would have been like three weeks in a row. It's a new bit. The Fran Tarkenden Award goes to Adrian Peterson. And the Tavares Jackson Award is going to go to the Vikings secondary, I guess. Um, I guess I'll go with Vistel Raymond, though, because he got beat pretty bad on a couple plays. He's just not that good, unfortunately, and that's how it goes. Sorry to say. <laughs> you know, because there's nobody else on the team that really absolutely killed us, though maybe Phil Lodehold at times, too, as well, could get that award, uh, that demerit award, because he's just, you know, he's constantly getting penalties, and he's just not that good either. He's not, and he, I think he's annoying, uh, annoyed a lot of people over the course of this season, and, of course, last year he was terrible. So with that, I guess that's going to conclude the uh, the game review. Now it's on to the uh, yeah that it's on to previewing the game at Houston. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a really tough one. 
And uh, yeah, here we go. We're going to get to that right after this. back here on Purple Mafia episode number 131, which is a reminder for all iPod users and other MP3 players like the Android phones. Yeah, remember the Double Twist is the application for you if you have an Android device that will uh, mirror iTunes. So basically everything that's on iTunes is also on Double Twist. For Android, simply go to your Google Play uh, store, download Double Twist, rock and roll, check out Purple Mafia, check out Timberwolves Explosion, a podcast, of course, that we talk about Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. Myself and Marcus the Forecaster. You will have a blast listening to that. Ricky Rubio is back. Ricky Rubio's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Check out Timberwolves Explosion with Double Twist or iTunes or whatever. <laughs> and the sportstuff.com. Excuse me. So how about them Houston Texans? Yes, sir. They are 12-2, and two, ladies and gentlemen. And there is a reason for that. They're good. They're pretty good, actually. Yeah, they are. Oh, boy. They have the 7th best overall defense in the league uh, as a whole, at least in terms of... Uh, oh, that was... In terms of points per game, excuse me. In yards per game, they are the 8th best defense in the league. Isn't that awesome? It's just wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to play against their, them in the passing game, though. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they're pretty good. They are a very talented team, though, unfortunately. Excuse me. They are middle of the road, though, when it comes to passing yards per game. But you know why that is, right? You know why that would be? They'd be middle of the road in passing yards per game? Because teams are generally playing comeback against them, so there's a lot of passing instead of rushing, probably, in that situation. So I'm guessing the rushing defense is like 9 billion percent. No, I'm kidding. It probably is. 
<laughs> middle of the road passing defense though, which is kind of funny when you think about it. It actually is. It's hilarious. And then you look at their pass deep. Their run defense is fifth in the league. Fifth in the league. Uh, amazingly, well, yeah, their defense only has three touchdowns on the year, so they don't really rely on. Uh, well, excuse me. What am I talking about? They've only given up three rushing touchdowns in the league. That's actually really awesome when you think about it. So what am I talking about? I'm not looking at it the right way. They've allowed only three rushing touchdowns in the entire league, in the entire season. That's extremely good. On average, teams rush for only 93.2 yards. So Adrian Peterson, this is a test of tests right here. If Adrian Peterson can get 200 yards against the Houston Texans, my God, does he deserve Eric Dickerson's record. And that would, of course, put him over 2,000 yards at that point, and then he'd only need to get like 100 or so against the uh, not-as-good Green Bay Packers to allow 114.3 a game. And then there you go, Eric Dickerson, here we come. <laughs> Eric Dickerson officially, for the record, 21.05. 21.05 is the number for the all-time single-season rushing record. That was set in 1984 by the Los Angeles Rams, who wore the beautiful <laughs> bright yellow and, and a kind of a dark blue. Not navy blue, but more of a bright blue. Almost like a royal blue, you could say. Uniforms back in the day, up until 1999, when they won the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Oh, I like those uniforms way, way more. L.A. slash St. Louis Rams. Way better than that crap they wore yesterday, and that they've been wearing since 2000. Hate them, hate them, hate them. But let's get back to the Houston Texans. Their rush defense is phenomenal, and that is going to be the test of tests, because I can't count on Christian Ponder. I don't think anybody can. Nobody can. <laughs> Nobody's counting a Christian Ponder whatsoever. Let's look back at the passing defense anyway, though, just be just because uh, because we can. The Houston Texans give up 232 passing yards a game. Um, they've yeah, they've given up 26 touchdowns. But of course, again, that's from teams making comebacks late in the game. But to think only three rushing touchdowns on the year, so the Vikings hopefully can get lucky, I guess, and get like an early special teams touchdown or something. I mean, that's kind of what it's going to take maybe to get a early lead somehow, some way, or just for whatever reason, just a good drive. I mean, the Patriots did it. <laughs> Patriots did good against Houston, didn't they? Yeah, well, they're the Patriots. Indianapolis Colts couldn't get it done at all. Indianapolis Colts in Houston last week, or this yesterday, excuse me, they fall 29-17 to to the Houston Texans, who are, again are 12-2 and and have the home field advantage in the AFC as of right now. Maybe already locked up. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, with yesterday's loss, falls to 9-5. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this is the same Indianapolis Colts team that sucked for luck, ladies and gentlemen, at 2-14. and 14. They were absolutely terrible last year. They are 9-5. and five. That is an incredible improvement by that football team, and it shows you that luck and a horseshoe go together pretty well. Yes, they do. <laughs> Beautiful combination. Luck and lucky horseshoe. Indianapolis Colts. Probably, probably going to make the playoffs. Andre Johnson, the biggest threat probably on the Houston Texans right now. And most of the time, he had a huge game yesterday. Actually, excuse me, no, he's not. Arian Foster is the best player on the Houston Texans, i got to think, offensively. It's amazing, though, when you think about, boy, Houston Texans lost Mario Williams. <clears throat> and then it's like, so what? Look how good they are. They're 12-2. <laughs> Mario Williams to Buffalo, what's he doing for them? You know, yeah, they're not going to the playoffs. Uh, but Arian Foster, about <laughs> about as good a running back as you're going to get outside of Adrian Peterson with 13-13 on the year, 1,313 yards, 14 touchdowns, 
elite, elite season for a guy who wasn't even drafted last year, came in the league, or was it two years ago, I keep, I forget, one of the best runners in all of football, in fact, there was a time, some people may have thought he might have even been, he might even be better than Adrian, and no, it was a couple of years ago, back in 2010, Arian Foster, an amazing career in this league. In fact, actually, he started in 2009, but he blew up in 2010 with 16-16 <laughs> and 16 touchdowns. Wow, that guy liked the number 16 that year, huh? And he played 16 games. <gasps> wow. But, uh, yeah, Arian Foster, huge year. This uh, Huge again for those Houston Texans. All the formula you need to win a Super Bowl. The Houston Texans have it. With that said, I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl, and we'll get to that when the postseason comes, the postseason shows. That will be a lot of fun. Um, they have a above-average quarterback. They have a, a very good receiver. Inconsistent, but good. An incredible running game and a great defense. That's a team that can absolutely, positively win the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Schaub, not spectacular yesterday, but certainly not bad. Despite only throwing, I mean, only com- well, it was a completion percentage that was high, but only one touchdown, but still a quarterback rating of near 109 against the Indianapolis Colts, who shut down Ponder big time. Andrew Luck was good. <laughs> Not great, but good. He had two touchdowns. Didn't get to 200 yards, though, so you got to think it's going to be Ponder's going to have about 100 yards or less in this game. What do you expect, right? It's going to all be about Adrian Peterson, and unfortunately the Houston Texans know that. They don't want to see Adrian get his 2,000th yard of this season in that football game, in that stadium. Um, boy. Picking the Vikings to win this game... It's <laughs> like picking somebody to survive a walking through hell in a gasoline suit, man. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> the formula right here is adding up to a big fat loss. And, and it sucks to say. Uh, I Again, I'm going to say it again. If Adrian Peterson blows up against this Houston team, and yes, the possibility exists. Of course it does. Of course it does, because Adrian Peterson is inhuman. He's been getting 200-yard games against, like, good defenses. <laughs> so, great. Um, this is, yeah, St. Louis has a good defense, folks. And I talked about it last week. I thought the Vikings were dead last week going into St. Louis. Now we're going to Houston. We win this game. We deserve to make the playoffs. Almost. We almost deserve to make the playoffs at that point. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we damn well better beat Green Bay than at home if we win this game somehow. But again, I can't pick them to because the formula adds up to the opposite. Best team in football uh, on paper right now. Um, great defense, phenomenal running back, above average quarterback, great receiver. Yeah, and it's a and it's a road game. My goodness, Vikings only have two road wins on the year now. Congratulations on their second road win, by the way. Yesterday, I'll reiterate. Uh, Andre Johnson is over 1,300 yards on the year, almost 1,400, but only four touchdowns. That's kind of strange when you think about it. So, but he's still a great receiver despite the fact he's over 30 already. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, Vikings are not going to win this football game, unfortunately, and that will pretty much dash all playoff hopes at that point, Despite, or, except for some type of insane miracle that I can't even think of right now. <laughs> like, basically, everybody would have to lose. Everybody that's supposed to win would have to lose, or that, I mean, that the Vikings would need to lose would have to lose, and uh, that's basically what would have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> And that never happens, does it? Okay, it does happen to teams like the New York Giants, but it doesn't seem to happen to us very often. The Giants sneak into the playoffs, some miracle-like combination, and then they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's the craziest team ever. Um, 
Mm-mm. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even realize Mewaldi Moore was on the... I forgot about that. On the Colts. Wow, that's weird. He's still in the league. Weird. Weird. Man, that guy's carved out a a barely-on-the-team role on several teams over his career. With his 20 yards this year. Wow. He's a stud. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, uh, how about it? Houston Texans win, unfortunately. Yes, they do. 30 by the two, and it's going to be one of those games. Though I think Adrian Peterson is going to do some damage. He's going to get more than, than 100 yards in this football game. But, hey, he got a lot of yards against those Bears, too. He got 150 yards. And that's about where I'm going to say Adrian Peterson is going to get in this game. About 150 yards. Christian Ponder is going to be his usual garbage self. And the Houston Texans are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to enjoy it. Yes, they are. Yes. Houston Texans are going to enjoy beating up on the Vikings, unfortunately. (laughs) Ah, Especially Kristen Potter. Isn't that going to be fun? Oh, it's going to be so fun. So I I, I think Houston's going to get 31 points in this game. Because uh, it seems like teams score at will against the Vikings most of the time. (laughs) Oh, isn't it sad, though? It's just one of those things. Trying to look at how many interceptions they have on the year, their defense. But uh, with that said, Houston's going to get 31, Minnesota 17, 31-17. I think I've used that score before, which is kind of goofy. So we'll go with 31-14. Yeah, okay, 17, because Blair Walsh is going to make at least one long field goal in the game and break the record. There it is. Yep, that's it. Um, Sacks on the year, Houston Texans 42. That's right, 42. Now, that's second in the league officially behind Cincinnati with 43, and uh, Houston's tied with Denver. Funny, and then there's the Rams with 41. So, just like last week, I'm picking another loss for the Vikings on the road. Hope I'm wrong again. But I don't know if I'm going to be this time, because St. Louis is far inferior to the Houston Texans, who do not have Arian Foster or Andre Johnson or even Matt Schaub. Sam Bradford can be good, and he put up nice numbers. Uh, Matt Schaub probably will have good numbers against the Vikings, unfortunately. Um, the Bears, the Bears, the uh, Texans have 15 interceptions on the year. With their inter- uh, they have forced 15 fumbles. Yeah, they've had three defensive touchdowns, which isn't a lot, but it's not terrible either. Uh-huh. So, with that said, i got to think the, uh, I'm thinking the Texans who, again, much better team than St. Louis, will this time, will get to ponder more than the uh, <laughs> St. Louis Rams did, and it's probably not going to be a good uh, result for the Vikings. The, the <laughs> and that will probably end all playoff hopes, unfortunately. But Adrian Peterson will have 150 yards, and his individual season will put him in with the possibility of clinching the all-time record should he have over 150 yards against the Green Bay Packers in the Metrodome to end the season. With the Vikings' playoff hopes still maybe hanging by a thread at that point. Uh, they beat the Packers, who knows. But I don't think the Vikings beat the Texans. I just don't. It would be nice, but I can't. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Kind of a common sense thing, I guess you could say. Kind of. Though I'm sure those of you out there, those, there are those of you out there that are picking the Vikings to win. And more power to you. They are on a nice, they are riding a nice trend right now. And I hope it continues. Can Adrian Peterson be that legend that carries us to something special? He's good enough to do that. But is the rest of the team not bad? The rest of the team, you know, <laughs> okay enough to uh, uh, not kill us? We'll we'll find out. 
So with that said, thanks again for listening, and we are going to get to the contact details once again. Remember, Purple Mafia is available on thesportsstuff.com. Don't forget to check that website out and listen to the other shows on there. Like Timberwolves Explosion. Like the crossover. Like Without a Curse, who covered the Boston Red Sox. With uh, The crossover covers the New York Knicks and Brooklyn Nets. And, of course, Timberwolves Explosion covers our Minnesota Timberwolves with myself and Marcus the Forecaster as hosts. If you like me here, here you're going to like me in Timberwolves Explosion as well. In fact, you might love me because I have a co-host on that show. And maybe someday I'll have a co-host on this one. <laughs> someday. With, with occasional guests like the Dylan Richardsons of the world, maybe Farzina Vasugian, if you're listening, that'd be cool. And others. Yep, Spencer Ellerbrush, who was on the show once. That was actually a lot of fun having him on here. Back about episode 98, I think. <laughs> maybe Sebastian Balls, man. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, man, maybe. At least as a co-host, yeah, maybe, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. Co-host or guest or something. <laughs> Brent Jacobson. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> you guys are awesome, and you know what? I, hey, uh, you know, you guys do, you know, lots of passion, really cool calls, both of you, you know, in this show. Um, hope I didn't piss anybody off of the way I responded. You know, Sebastian in particular. Hope I didn't piss you off of the way I responded. Of course, not trying to, and I'm sure you know that already. So, yep, l- love you, buddy, and uh, love all of you listening out there. You know, you guys are terrific. Those of you that live in Wales, those of you that live in England, Dan Taylor and such, California, Indiana, man, so cool. Mark Carlson in, in Iowa, Dave Hickey in Iowa, oh, there's just so many of your cool guys out there. Thank you again for your, all your comments and all your interactions this week. It was spectacular, and that's why I mentioned that on the, on the Facebook page. Awesome, awesome interaction on that Facebook page. Thank you again so much. And, uh, Remember to join it again by just going to facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show and clicking like, and then at Purple Mafia Show on Twitter. That is the key. Remember to tell your friends about the show if you haven't yet, and maybe tell them to tell their friends <laughs> if they like it. All right. So, again, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll be discussing the possibilities for a playoff run, or maybe not playoff run, or just playoffs in general. Or we'll be talking about, uh, well, Adrian Peterson going for Eric Dickerson and that's it. Or whatever. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's going to be fun. I hope. (laughs) We'll be back next week for sure. Do take care, everybody. 